Good day. Welcome to Conversations with George. This is your host, George Fleischner. I've been the president and CEO of Nanatuck Resource Associates since 1987. Over these years, I've become friends and associates with many people who work in the field of disabilities and many who haven't. You'll meet these people while listening to conversations, and I know you'll find the podcasts and my friends interesting, informative, enlightened, and funny. Recently, George sat down with two Nantuck employees, Kitty Curtin, Executive VP of Operations, and Angela Procopio Rahili, Executive VP of Quality Enhancement, to discuss their agency's recent audit from CARTH. Angela and Kitty led the organization in the preparation for this first-time CARF audit. It was a huge endeavor, one you might want to hear about. Come join this conversation with George as he explores with Kitty and Angela why Nanatech was audited, what CARF, C-A-R-F, stands for, and how they planned for the audit. They will also review how the survey was conducted and will speak to the exit interview. Finally, Kitty and Angela will provide us all with their overall thoughts of the experience. Welcome, Kitty and Angela. How are you? I'm good, George. Very good. Thank you. Okay, great. So let's begin by uh, explaining who CARF is. Kitty? Um, Car, okay. Good morning. Um, Angela and I, just to let you know, we typically will uh, we work well together, we speak well together, and so we may um, finish uh, each other's fin- thoughts. Fin- <laughs> <laughs> just like that. So that's how we work. So um, was that planned? No, okay. we're, we're just absolutely planning to do that. So CARF stands for the Commission on Accreditation for Rehab Facilities. Is what CARF stands for. And why, why were they here to uh, review, survey uh, the agency? Okay. Well, they actually, they, why they were here initially morphed into something else. And so Angela and I, once again, work um, in, in our service delivery and our roles. Um, originally, what CARF came for is for the, our adult foster care program, our adult family care program. Um, and why they were here is they were chosen by us to be an accreditation agency based off of um, AFC regulation changes in May of 2017. Um, Mass Health, um, it was a mandate that we be, the agencies become accredited for adult foster care services, which was a great thing. So we actually had three options. Mm-hmm. CARF was actually one of the late entrants, but we held out because we heard that they were a possibility, and so that's how we ended up signing on to be accredited by CARF and work closely with CARF organization um, and entity. Um, it was originally for our AFC program, but as we talk longer, it actually benefited our other services um, as well, and we were very happy about that. And so when we chose our service delivery that we we're having um, um, accredited, that was we took that into consideration. Yeah. Um, one of the um, benefits of CARF is that if you become CARF certified, you are um, accredited for the adult foster care program, but you also are accredited for any services that you have that are um, provided through the Department of Developmental Services here in Massachusetts. It replaces certification for agencies who are CARF accredited. So and certification is what? Certification is um, 
something that is required by any organizations providing services to the Department of Developmental Services. Licensure and certification is, happens every two years. Um, it's a, another kind of a survey audit that happens and um, surveyors from the state come through and look at over a hundred different um, individual categories for licensure and almost a hundred categories for certification. So this... And what's the difference between licensure and certification? Licensure are the health and safety components okay. of providing services, and they are um, deal breakers. They're, you have to be able to get licensure in order to provide services. Okay. Certification is a more values-based um, vision kind of a, the leadership section of the process that the state has for licensure and certification. So really, when you look at CARF accreditation, they look at over 800 different categories and really look at leadership and um, what that is and how management is provided with an organization is compared to what certification looks at, which is only about 90 areas. So the agency, Nanatuck, was uh, surveyed in uh, June of 2019. When did you begin preparing for the survey? We're going to say approximately a year before that, um, and, and it, it, when you say preparing, that means choosing our accreditation entity, Yes. Um, and then just opening up that door because we had no idea, We this is our first time um, accreditation with CARV, mm -hmm. so that, I'm going to say approximately a year before is when we decided that we were going to work with CARV. And so mm -hmm. the first, I imagine the first several months were just beginning to, learning the whole a survey process and what CARF was going to be looking for That's and correct. asking about. We went to, um, Kitty actually sought and brought in people from the three different organizations at the AFC Summit. We mm -hmm. had people who came and showed us what NCQA was and what COA were so that we could find out about those two services. And then we also provided a training that was for CARF, which was, when was that? That was that was last summer. So mm -hmm. after, so we actually did um, support um, at the AFC summit. The, all three of the accreditation agencies of Mass Health had chosen. Um, mm -hmm. So it wasn't actually in the same year. So that's another important. Yeah. We were uh, prepping. Uh, yeah. Prepping. Yeah. So we um, COA um, and com uh, com community on COA as well as NCQA, um, NCQA mm -hmm. were at the summit of 2017. And in 2018, when we realized that CARF was going to be um, also an accreditation, we had them at that summit in 2018. And quickly following that, we actually hosted um, mid-state, because there are um, 100 plus organizations statewide, Nanatuck hosted um, a, a training with Pete Hathaway, who was fantastic, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, engaging trainer in um, in Central Mass. So we so, did in July of 2018. Right. So just to clarify a couple of things, the, this was, mm -hmm. the, first of all, the AFC Summit, which was hosted by Nanatuck, um, began in 2017, and they had uh, a summit in 18 mm -hmm. and a summit in 19. Um, there are 100 different organizations that provide AFC services across the state, and you did a separate training, statewide training, to um, let the uh, 100 or so organizations determine which uh, organization they wanted to be surveyed by. That's right. true. Okay. And so, but that happened over the course of two different summits, right. and so we were okay. able to um, coordinate with all three of the um, 
the accreditation agencies. Yeah. In the end, we really thought that um, CARF married best with our mission and our values, mm -hmm. with their mission and their values. And right. that, that felt like it would be the best match for us when we, after it was all said and done. So explain the internal uh, preparation. I mean, I think that people may be listening to this conversation, uh, this podcast, to find out how you prepared uh, for um, it, over 1,100 people that uh, Nanatux uh, provide services to, from Pittsfield to Hyannis. Um, tell us about how the, the preparation went and how you uh, implemented the understanding and the changes that uh, you'd have to um, enact to, um, to prepare for this uh, unique survey. Well, the prep really started with um, with the first training that we hosted, mm -hmm. um, and the prep also started initially with other a few other executive team members mm -hmm. to decide which um, actually which um, um, service to be surveyed. We had a choice of services to mm -hmm. be surveyed, um, matched and married best with what we which was CARF, which was, which was CARF, which yeah, was CARF. So, but beyond CARF, we actually had a choice of what to be accredited in. We, right. had, we okay. had three options there as well. So Rich um, French, our COO, Angela, um, our, our, um, our QE um, executive, and myself, we met to decide which program we would have surveyed because we had an option there too. Okay. So that's when we really talked about what does this mean for the organization, mm -hmm. and Angela can talk more about that, which she already did, that the, um, the program that we choose to be surveyed under the host family shared learning services really married well with the rest of the organization. Mm -hmm. Even though this started with an AFC mandate, we looked at the whole picture and this was a great opportunity to just marry in the rest of the program. So that's why we yeah. chose I that. I think we, mm -hmm. we thought we mm -hmm. looked at the whole picture, Kitty and I laughed about it. Mm -hmm. um, getting ready to, to, to talk to you about this today because we were really confident about our programs and the mm -hmm. people's homes and the way right. that our structures were set up for people. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really what we paid the most attention to, thinking it would be more like a licensure survey from mm -hmm. DDS or what we had been through with the AFC internal audits that they, from mm -hmm. the state audits. And really what it became was a much larger, um, a, a more dynamic look at leadership and management mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. you provide mm -hmm. and, um, education and support for your employees. And so um, that was... Uh, where our prep ended up having, mm -hmm. uh, we spent a lot of our time in the Because that's all months. we were used to in the past. So mm -hmm. we were used to homes file checks, home visits, home file mm -hmm. checks. This was a real eye-opener, and it was really, when it came full circle, mm -hmm. we were so happy that we chose CARF. Um, we'd be sitting in other meetings talking about other accreditation agencies, and what do you do? And we'd ask them, what do you do for your employees? And safety, and employee safety never touched on it. So I do believe that the other, maybe if, the other accreditation agencies still worked in that manner, but this was, like you said, an right. eye-opener for us. And for us, it's for, important. That, mm -hmm. that it, it's, it was a, I think it was really auspicious for us that we chose CARFIN because with the growth factor that we have here in the organization, the maintaining of really you know, great, caring staff is how we continue to grow and support people well, and that this is what really helps us. We were already working towards that mm -hmm. as an executive team but it really helped us lay foundations in a way that's very um, 
specific for other people to come in and be able to look at and see what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Sort of have somebody mm-hmm. else to give us credit for it is really amazing. And to have those plans mm-hmm. in place kind of helped us organize what we were already doing in a very specific way. So meanwhile, we're, off the, we're coming off the heels of last year of a DDS audit. The, um, the staff um, throughout the agency was mm-hmm. quite exhausted in, in the two-year preparation from that. And then um, they're hit with, shortly after that audit's done, the beginning of a, a whole new audit, different type of survey, um, and um, a large uh, organization where, again, you have a statewide offices that um, you need to manage and um, get people over the hump of, uh, of mm-hmm. another another survey, another seemingly intrusive um, uh, audit by another organization. And so there, I, I imagine that there was some resistance. Um, how did you get over the resistance and the, uh, sort of the, um, the exhaustion of staff in sort of preparing for this? And then uh, teaching staff a whole new uh, audit tool and then uh, getting staff prepared for the actual audit. I mean, that that's a big haul. Um, so I would start with just saying that Natatuck already had um, a, a really a huge commitment to values and mission, um, and we were able to marry what our values and mission were with the values and mission of CARF. So um, CARF's mission is to promote quality, value, and optimal outcome of services through a consultative accreditation process and continuous improvement services that center on enhancing the lives of persons served. Um, And what we really did is we already had an internal structure for licensure, as you mentioned, and for getting ready for AFC um, accreditation needs. And we utilized what we were calling um, Monday morning system meetings to uh, reach out to the staff and our quality enhancement committee meetings. And in addition to that, we scheduled a whole bunch of extra meetings. Mm-hmm. We started with the top down and had leadership executive team meetings that met first, made those plans. Mm-hmm. That, that information led into what happened at the Monday meetings and at the um, QE meetings. And we and started every meeting uh, with some kind of a values conversation or a mission conversation um, and really got people to understand that this was about um, showing off the wonderfulness of the services that we provide. Were staff buying into that? Yes and no. I mean, we were pretty confident that, and actually we spent more time on the Aspire section, the management executive um, responsibilities, because we were confident that we provide good values-based services and that we married well with that. So that really was... um, not a side note, but we approached this from two ang- from two ends, and so CARF really gave us the tools to use. Um, so coming at it from an executive viewpoint, we had the paperwork, we had the requirements, we had the standards, and we went through every page of those. We, uh, we had workbooks, we ordered whatever books we could get. We talked to people, we called our, um, our um, CARF um, liaisons. Um, who we had, who were very helpful. But what we also did is we approached it from two ends. So right. our end, and then the Monday morning meetings. We originally, we initially right away went to these are the types of questions that CARF might be asking members and people in the homes, and this is a basis of what you should be comfortable and know. To, um, and so we really were, but so that's what how we really approached it from the get go. Right. We started from two ends 
of the requirements. And I think in the mm -hmm. end, there was a lot, there, people didn't realize how much more work the executive team, the management team had to do to create the plans that, right. and the requirements mm -hmm. that CARF had that were over and above mm -hmm. what we already had had. And the programmatic people thought they were going to have a whole lot of extra work because mm -hmm. of CARF, and in the end, they didn't have very much extra work at all, except for to continue to, to do what they do and, and do what they do well. Do what they yeah. But it took us mm -hmm. all as a group a good six months to figure that out mm -hmm. because we were mm -hmm. spending our time in mm -hmm. the workbooks. And the extra work that ended up happening for the employees was really to their benefit. Was, so we had to create mm -hmm. a health and safety committee was yeah. a big focus. So the health and safety committee and the plans were essentially where the brunt of the middle Extra management work. and directorship work came in to, for us to roll those out. But it's not things that we weren't doing, but it's more of a, that we have ways to structure and document and follow through and maintain mm -hmm. and grow um, and get input and feedback. So that was, um, that, like Angela just said, the brunt of this was on executive to create the plans and develop plans and then... Um, mm -hmm. and then to roll them out um, and have clear documentation. But the service, we were really, really, we're fortunate that we have such strong service delivery systems, strong documentation, and the values. You can't say enough about that um, is what, right. what really made this So at what, point, mm -hmm. uh, at what point did you feel as though um, it, be, it was beginning to stick, that you go from sort of this um, learning curve to this implementation curve to this point where you felt that the agency was beginning to get it and you were really beginning to uh, feel prepared. Well, um, and in our exit like... interview for... <laughs> <laughs> after the survey. Well, we were actually talking just yeah. briefly this morning before this yeah. podcast about laughing, about, <laughs> oh, we're going to jump into this. And at first I said I did a whole... Um, PowerPoint presentation that was ridiculous because it was about Aspire and we assigned things to people and it didn't that didn't even make back, any sense, sense at all. If we go back and look mm -hmm. at it now with the mm -hmm. un, with our understanding of the tool, mm -hmm. um, and and that's I mean that's to be expected. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I think anybody who's been through something like this, you mm -hmm. do have to go through um, a licensure process or some mm -hmm. kind of a survey process or whatever it is that you, you mm -hmm. know we get used to kind of doing that kind of stuff. They're all a little different. But you have to go through the process, the full, even an ISP cycle for somebody or a care plan cycle. It's how people learn, right? You go through the entire cycle. So well, what we're lucky enough. about, George, is that we're so flexible. Because we went in this saying, okay, we're going to identify these people working on this part, this part, this part, this part. Right. Quickly, we learned from one, after maybe our second executive team meeting, that this isn't the way this is, needs to no, happen. So, <laughs> so knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. and Angela and Kitty, if you are going to be able to go back in time um, to uh, the summer of 2018, what would you tell Angela and Kitty as, as Angela and Kitty began the preparation for uh, the survey a year out? What would you, what was the advice? Um, get what the, the combined advice? manual first. Yeah. So combined. <laughs> and so there were different, there are different versions mm -hmm. of manuals for CARF and um, they don't, they don't necessarily flow together, but there is a version that is everything that goes right in the right order that's called a combined manual. Mm -hmm. And then once you pick that, I would tell us to um, just... We created the plans the way we needed to create them. I think we did a really good job. We did a good those. job. I don't yeah. think I would have changed how we did the plans at all. But that was so that you needed to have 
five plans for people who we don't were good know what at, this We is. were good at planning how to plan? roll everything out. That's what yes. we were good at. It didn't take us that long. At first, we honestly, like I said, the PowerPoint first, is it's funny to think back now to think, but we didn't know. And it didn't take us long to sit down as an executive team and say, and we had all the, um, the, gap the appendixes. We yeah, did the gap, gap analysis. analysis. They give you the appendixes saying, this is what you need documentation. These are the trainings that you need. These are how you need them trained. These are core companies. So CARF actually did set it. If you took everything that CARF supplied us with, which we did fairly quickly, um, because we did this in, I would say, record time, having being statewide with many, many offices to cover and all new um, expectations and standards. We did it fairly quickly. We I did. We did. We got. We figured well, it we, out. We had an understanding of that it was going to. We went into this. I would mm -hmm. say go into it with the way that we did. Go mm -hmm. into it with this honest, really um, open kind of a of thought process. Be be open to it and know that you're really trying to enhance the quality of your services so that the work is worth it. And then when you understand that the plans that you are required to make and not just make, but show, create um, objectives in and then collect data on and then do analysis and show the, the um, how, how you actually do quality improvement based on your analysis. That's really what the Aspire section speaks to now. But in the, it, when we first saw that presentation, we hadn't been through all of the pieces of the manual to know what Aspire was even about. And so it was just this weird little anacronym that was, oh, cool. But when you get into the manual, Aspire really does follow their manual if you understand it. So to mm -hmm. understand how Aspire follows the manual, how the five plans need to be created and need to flow out of each other is the big thing that we, we got, but, not, but it's hard for everybody is what we were told. Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and at some point, I mean, you internalize the, the whole process right. but then you have to explain it and right. project it on the 10 or so programs and program mm -hmm. directors we mm -hmm. have and you can only be as good as they are in the implementation mm -hmm. of you really need right. their support so let's talk about you know the programs and, and so how they did so yeah. the plans were the first thing we did right was we identified certain executive members to take on the plans that pertain to them mm -hmm. i would not venture in a million years to do the risk management plan and financial so we what we did is we we divvied up and we delegated um, the plans which were the the biggest part and Angela and I took on the health and safety, which is was a huge um, undertaking. But the way we worked well together, and the way of our, of our understanding, it worked well together. But the plans were divvied up, so that was the first thing that we did right: is that we sat down as an executive team and we went over everything that CARF had provided to us regarding mm -hmm. documentation, and we divvied it up and we identified people, and we just worked off those initial paperwork for a while. And the Angela oversees the quality enhancement team. They took on all the trainings, and that was a humongous piece of this too. So we knew what the trainings were. We knew when they needed to be done, um, which opened up. Um, we just actually delved into a, the growth of our systems, which we were working on, which was um, implementing a check writers training, mm -hmm. something we never done. So while during the course of this, it just expanded mm -hmm. other things to, for the ease of a large organization, geographically spread out, large large amount of, of service delivery um, servicing people so it was and, and we just work well together we're very flexible and the pro, at the program level we the program, program we director level. so they were pulled in the program directors as we mm -hmm. we've developed what a plan was going to be mm -hmm. the outline of it but then they were brought in and assigned specific sections so what kitty talked about the risk management plan 
We trained what a risk management plan was, what the format was going to be. Then we had them identify and learn how they were going to identify their own internal Mm -hmm. risks and what that was going to look like. And then we led a committee and created a risk uh, committee that looks at that and brings that back and then created the timelines by which risks would be um, documented, followed up on, brought back together as a committee to make sure if there was anything that was stuck in between. And we're looking at those on a Mm -hmm. quarterly basis. So I would say that the creation of it and the first quarter helps the program directors and the programs understand the process. But then now that we've just gotten to the sixth month and we're going to be going into our third quarter, it started to make sense to them Mm -hmm. that second, during that second quarter, when you got to that halfway mark is when they really were like, oh, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't the way that that should be written. We've really got all these other things in place or, oh, I don't know that they really were able to analyze their own objectives and their own risks and the way they were taking data the second time through, the right. second quarter. So and the leadership is only as good as the ability to lead people. Yes. And, um, and so what I saw from um, my position is that you, your, your leadership was really amazing because the program directors bought into the, the survey, what was happening with the survey, they understood what they had to do with the survey, mm-hmm. and then they were able to work with their staffs mm-hmm. and the people that they provide services to, to implement and to prepare uh, at that level, at the, mm-hmm. the yeah. real core service level, uh, the, the CARF uh, survey. Right. We were transparent, now we sometimes infra- more transparent, I think, than people would have liked us to be. Yeah, right. and we yeah. were lucky, too, that yeah. non- the infrastructure of Nanatuck was set up already to yes. support something like yes. of its nature. Yeah. Yeah. Program direct, each office has a program director and an assistant program director, so they were automatically assigned to be on the committee. And actually, the health and safety committee, they each had their own titles and their mm-hmm. responsibilities. So that really made this whole process that mm-hmm. much easier. It's not like we were scrambling to find somebody to cover three offices. It was really the infrastructure was already there in place for us to roll these things out um, effectively. But it was about understanding what is an accessibility plan. Right, what are the plans? Mm -hmm. We already had a strategic plan, Mm -hmm. but how do we then make the strategic plan very transparent and make everybody understand how the strategic plan works Mm -hmm. and follows everything else? Once all those plans were created, and we could start to talk to them about the way those ebb and flow together, it made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. But when we were creating the plans, Initially, it just mm-hmm. felt like a lot of extra work to a lot of people mm-hmm. because a lot of work because mm-hmm. it was things that we were already doing, mm-hmm. but it had to be more. So we had to have it more structured. And that's why they, they required plans, which, which um, yeah. So it really, um, in hindsight, it's amazing nowadays. A health and safety committee. There are people who are addressing all their own needs. They know how to do it. They know how to document it. Nothing goes overlooked um, in offices. The, the, the health and safety aspect for employees is really one of the biggest changes. It's huge um, for the organization, and we're really happy about that. So all the preparation you do, you, you have to wait and see how it all sort of comes out. Mm-hmm. So the days here, um, you've done an immense amount of work working with the, uh, the surveyors and with all the logistics. We had... Uh, uh, surveyors coming from across the country and having to fly into different parts of the state because they were reviewing different parts of the state. You had to uh, create long itineraries for for people where they were going to be working, setting up the sort of the the day to day schedules for for people. Mm-hmm. So um, they're all settled, they're all set, they're there, and they they begin the uh, the the whole carve review. Tell us about how that went. 
Well, we're smiling because the logistics of the setup was should was harder than some of the plans. You're trying to sound so so <laughs> like it flows. We so can't well. let that one go because that was yeah. like oh, that was a plan in itself. Um, so we were interested in for car logistics mm-hmm. of the entire state of Massachusetts mm-hmm. and ex- getting them to explain to understand what adult foster care was and how our shared living model works compared to other organizations or models across the country was was important and took some time and that's how they figured out that they were going to send us four surveyors to and that they were going to fly into different parts of the state to start the survey and get it done as efficiently and kindly as possible (laughs) Um, but that was that was a lot we we were waiting for surveyor three to actually be named until like two days before the survey um, because the CARF was having trouble filling the slot and um, we but had to prepare entire packets of information, mm-hmm. electronic versions of it, to send out to them at the right exact moment for them to just, you know, to fly in and, and land in their hotels so they had things available to them at that moment in time right. when they were really on the survey. They all converge on the last day at the exit interview mm-hmm. back at the main office. Yes. In yes. But so the first day it begins with the administrative overview. And right. we use um, uh, video conferencing mm-hmm. as people are situated, again, the surveys are situated across the state. Um, and then they go out and they're meeting the program directors and they go out into the, uh, into the homes of people we provide services to and what's going on there, what's happening. So, you want to you so I was just going to say that um, the nice thing, this is another thing about CARF, is that CARF, requested ahead of time that this is something different than mm-hmm. other processes that people maybe have been through this that people volunteered to be part of the surveys to meet with surveyors that was we had opportunity 30 days prior to them coming to really identify homes and people that wanted to talk to them and stakeholders and people and our job Kitty and I is coordinating this with everybody was about taking the full list of what CARF surveyors were going to need to do in order to be able to score us in the over 800 areas that they needed to in a two and a half day period of time, really two days, because they take this, mm-hmm. the, this, the third day is how they compile their report and be able to really have meet all of the people that they need to meet. Um, so it was, again, we asked for volunteers, we set up schedules that started at eight o'clock in the morning and went straight through in 15 or 20 minute segments in a lot of cases mm-hmm. for each surveyor to get through what they needed right. to get through and talk to who they needed to talk to. Right. Um, so we actually asked them what they were looking to do mm-hmm. during the day and how many people they'd like to see. And so we actually, had, so we, the coordination was um, key there and uh, we focused on, on once again, the values and, and, thinking outside the box and showing people what, you know, not, ex- not exposing isn't the right word, but really get down to what goes on in the daily lives of people that we support. Ooh, so, highlighting and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, showing people the, mm-hmm. the realness of, mm-hmm. of what we do. Mm-hmm. So surveyors would, um, an administrator survey, surveyor stayed in our main office with me and the team that, that we work with in, the, in, our, in our main office to look at finances and human resource kinds of stuff and to look at the five plans and to really be able to score those over a two-day period of time. In addition, that surveyor met with um, people who were from our funded area directors and, and other stakeholders, uh, board of directors, people, and interviewed those people privately to be able to get information um, as part of the survey. And then um, with Kitty, 
Kitty's first day, people met in North County with Kitty, and they they were busy for, um, between two different offices for right. the first day in right. North County, mm-hmm. right? And meeting people and looking at actual processes of the AFC service. We tried hard not to confuse them in the beginning because AFC and DDS services for us are very differently structured mm-hmm. for the way that we set them up. So where did that happen? When I was, that was day one. So, yeah. I, so I was up in Lowell and Lawrence. Okay. Up in that so office. the Northeast. Northeast. Which is, yeah, yeah, our okay. programs And the reason curious. that I was there, it was mm-hmm. uh, multi-reason, because they have the largest programs, mm-hmm. as well as they've never been through a licensing certification right. audit um, of any sort, because their growth has been so rapid in, in yep. post years. And that's the other so, beauty of CARP, is that they really expect leadership mm-hmm. to be there to assist mm-hmm. them, too. They are. Mm-hmm. They aren't looking to talk to anybody that you mm-hmm. don't want. To them to have to be talking to, you know, so they're trying is, to make people right, nervous. Right. Yeah. So this is day one, and okay. Um, and so there was also a survey that went down to the Cape right. and Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Right? Started there on day yeah. one. Yeah. Day one, yeah. And we had another QE person, and they met with a PD and APD, and then they went and did home visit. They went and mm-hmm. visited people in homes and looked at record books there and talked to um, uh, other kinds of positions, placement specialist positions, and 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 um, people, so they could get a flavor and, and really talk to each specific kind of role of a person in the organization. Um, and day two, they went to... Well, day one, the most really one of the most important things was setting the stage by yes. um, your your um, orientation of who Nanatuck right. is to, right. to the CARF surveyors. That really carried through um, through the whole I process agree. itself. Right, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we... Um, the core of what we talked about on that first day in the mm-hmm. administrative overview was our values. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked deeply about uh, life sharing and mm-hmm. Jean Vanier and how mm-hmm. the values of the organization were created. We talked about civility and kindness. Um, and we found out later that that thread ran true through um, wherever they spoke mm-hmm. to whoever they spoke with mm-hmm. from the organization. People talked about life sharing and the heart core mm-hmm. and our belief in the values as well as civility and kindness etc so on the second on day two um you people... also spoke about how it almost felt like an ocean's 11 movie with them coming in <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they actually and we got to know them on day one too what was the other interesting nice thing about day one was that we got to find out that they came from four really huge service systems and this one person from canada one person from california one hence from george's florida. comment was right interesting right. and missouri right. and missouri right florida right. and florida yeah. so that mm-hmm. then people with all more than 20 25 mm-hmm. years of experience mm-hmm. in their fields mm-hmm. who were really a great peer set for us and really gave us just, you know so and so it, that it meant something then to, to listen to George talk about an organization right. that had the history we have because they have these long-term careers in the field too. And, right. and what was also as interesting yeah. is it meant a lot to us to know that they can come from all different places mm-hmm. and, and understand what they're looking for and what they're expecting to find from us. And that I believe only two of those surveyors had worked together previously. That's right. Um, out, of, mm-hmm. out of the four. So, right. so on day two, they, they mm-hmm. basically moved around and finished uh, uh, visiting the rest of the state. Yeah. They've actually merged into the center yeah. of uh, the state as well as the western part of the state. And, um, and then day three, um, they met to conciliate and to, uh, and to review what their individual findings were and put it all together mm-hmm. um, and then meet with us in basically a draft final report. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the final report? Oh, Angel? 
the final report it was that we received um, do you want the final final report or the draft final report that I'm talking about first so the draft final report was I think um, an amazing experience um, for everybody who attended it for the right so everybody once again well we didn't mention yet is that we have video conferencing which really helped uh, yes. maybe we did but for the final day too we did that we, the entire agency was invited um, to join in and hear I draft would say that goes, speaks to our spirit of transparency mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. though as an organization we had mm -hmm. an option to do it and to hear the, the information just ourselves mm -hmm. and as car surveyors are very clear with you as they're going through a survey so we had a general feeling of how things were going and then we George invited everybody just mm -hmm. to come to the right. initial outcome mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, and we were given opportunity if there was anything along the way that they thought that they needed more clarification on, they always asked and always got back in touch with you and I, Kitty, about mm -hmm. what their questions were so that they were clear before then. Um, but at the survey, um, they really, they got back together, thanked us for the time that they had spent and, and referred back to George's, um, you know, day one, I've talked about how civil and kind people had been and the way that services were, and then spent... I don't know, 25 minutes going through strengths of the organization um, that were um, heartfelt and um, so thoughtfully put together um, that surveyors had were holding back tears as they each went around and talked about um, the strengths they had found in the organization, which... Um, meant that there mm -hmm. were people from Nanatuck also mm -hmm. who were holding back or not sometimes mm -hmm. holding back tears was so happy mm -hmm. tears for a process which right. is why I joked earlier and said when did we know it really had gone well and I would say it was one of the things time. that on day yeah. one that I underscored was what I believed both the, our adult family care uh, program and our shared living um, services are transformative uh, for the people we, we provide services to but also to the people who, um, who provide those services. Uh, and um, that's, it's one thing saying that people can change, and, mm -hmm. but they, were actually, they actually saw it, they heard it. Um, people said that you know, they didn't know what their life would be without Nanatuk. Um, caregivers talked about what it meant for them, what they've learned through this process, how much they love what they're doing, how much they care about um, the people that live with them. Um, and I think that that's what really struck the surveyors mm -hmm. to the core was the lives that they saw um, in the people that were getting or receiving our services. And, and what we said on day one, they saw on day one and two, and then gave us the feedback on, mm -hmm. on day three. Mm -hmm. It was a remarkable um, uh, hour to hear Mm -hmm. um, their feedback. Mm -hmm. It was. It really was. And mm -hmm. then we thought we would be waiting six weeks for our final report, and um, this being our first survey, and it took far less than six weeks for us to get back our report with our three-year accreditation, mm -hmm. and with all of those wonderful things written in two and a half pages in their mm -hmm. final report. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yes. It was, in the end, it's been an amazing process really Look, give us your final sort of thoughts on the overall process what do you think my final thoughts are well it was an extremely positive um, um, 
it was experience. Experience, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. And it was just a validation of, I think why it was, it was a very emotional day, day three. Not just because we got, we went through CARF and we're done and they, but because this is what we do all the time. This is what people do all the time. This is, these are the services people receive all the time. And like we said from the beginning, the prep work really wasn't in what happens in people's homes and the support they get. The prep work was how do we pull it all together and document it and show it and share it in a way that makes more sense. And the, and um, so it really was, um, it was a very emotional day, but it, it wasn't just because of the CARP process. It was because of the everyday, every year process. Um, and it was, it felt totally different than any other um, survey, um, cer- certification, audit, um, whatever you want to call them. It just had a different feel to it. I think, and, yeah, yeah, it did. It, it did. Mm-hmm. It, it, because of all the surveyors, I think we have a really good relationship with other people who've come here to we survey do. expertise, mm-hmm. but, but it would be with the lead person or with most of the team that we've, we felt like that, and mm-hmm. then we're giving feedback. In this process, mm-hmm. the feedback about each one of the surveyors was so phenomenal, the way that they tried mm-hmm. to treated people really mm-hmm. and got to understand Nanatuck and really got it. They all mm-hmm. left really getting it, which we don't always feel like people get it after mm-hmm. they leave here, mm-hmm. what, we, what we do and the way our values match. Mm-hmm. But each person on this team really went out of their way to make sure we understood that they got it um, and how much they appreciated what we did because they did get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, we put so much, we put time and energy and hard work into everything we do in mm-hmm. Nanatech. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because it was so validated on the last day that mm-hmm. nobody cared. And you said this on day one, we, we, don't, we don't shy away from hard work. That's not no. what we do. That's not the problem. And the problem is if you want your hard work to, to, to mean something, to have some fruition to it, right? And mm-hmm. this is what this accreditation did. It just is an extra set of eyes, a set of peers, mm-hmm. all these people who are saying what we already knew, mm-hmm. you know, to, should be able to write that. And to really give us really great ideas for best practices and things moving forward that we can really do mm-hmm. that we don't always get because we are a leader in share living in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We're usually the ones giving ideas to people rather than getting any great I ideas. think that um, what you both said is perfect. And just in sort of closing, closing, what I got out of the other uh, process was that, as uh, you both said, is that the hard work in what we do, we really truly believe in. And sometimes um, you, it, telling yourself you're doing a really good job only can go so far. Mm-hmm. When, when four people from across the, the United States come together in three days and um, give you that affirmation of who you are, what you do, what you believe in, in ways that are genuine, uh, genuine and authentic and heartfelt then you walk away and you say, it, it means that much more to, to have somebody say, you do great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you, Kitty. Thank you, Angela. Thank um, you, George. And uh, onward we go. Yay.